Super Talk Mississippi media production. Kickstart your adventure now with a new Gud Golf Cart from Country Carts of Brookhaven. Gud Golf Carts are assembled right here in Mississippi with the best features around. And best of all, they're street legal. Country Carts of Brookhaven, 401 Highway 51 South, phone 601-748-0454. I'm Steve Azar, and I'm on the other side of the microphone, meaning I'm asking the questions this time, and oh, have mercy for the airwaves. I spent 20 years in Music City, wrote and made some hits, traveled the world, and then moved my family back to the birthplace of American music and where the magnolia trees prosper. And now every time I put my feet on Mississippi soil, when I'm off the road, well, I'm at peace. On this show, it's all about hearing the stories straight from the mouths of the friends I've made along the way, their journey to success. Heck, there might be someone on, I don't even know, but you know how us Mississippi types are. We tend to take well to new company. In a Mississippi minute, all 60 of them. I'm Steve Azar. It's just like that muddy river moving slow. Ain't no words, it's how life goes, baby. In a Mississippi Minute. That's right. Hey, folks, welcome to In a Mississippi Minute. Yet another Mississippi Minute. Hang on. I'm Steve Azar. Thanks for tuning in, as always. And as always, check out visitmississippi.org. So many wonderful things that you'd be proud of that represent our very cool state and celebrate celebrate us like no other. All right, today's guest, oh, what a journey she's had. She spent 24 years working in the corporate world, managing marketing and advertising programs for clients such as ExxonMobil, McDonald's, PepsiCo, and North America and into the Pacific. We first met at a pitch session in Fairfax, Virginia, at the offices of ExxonMobil, one of her aforementioned clients. She was with DDB Worldwide in New York City, I don't reckon she or I realized that that meeting would start a friendship and partnership um, with her client uh, that would last a, a handful of years. And we get the blessing to get to work together and get to know each other. Uh, but a curveball laced in grace would come calling and a calling it certainly would be. There was something in her soul that needed more. Well, it was almost like a dream or a movie to me when she called and let us know that she was leaving. Uh, her lucrative, lucrative, very cool life. I'm just saying a lot of cool dinners, a lot of yeah. incredible uh, experiences with the biggest clients in the world to give it all up for the Lord. She went on to earn her master's of divinity in 2010 from the general theological seminary. And the rest, well, is a blessing to anyone she testifies her faith to. Welcome in my dear old friend, mother and Reverend Shelley McDade. <laughs> my friend, what a gift it is to be with you today. I'm I'm loving this so much. Hey, can we share really quickly how it yeah. is that we got back together to be talking today? I would love to. Go so ahead. you and I have not seen each other for, I, I, like physically seen each other, I think for 15 years at least, right? Yeah. And, but I've, I've kind of watched you. We had a, a phone call or two over the years. And then le- a couple of weeks ago, I just got one of your promotional emails, right? <laughs> and in that promotional email, I said, what is this boy up to? What is he doing? So I started and I saw your, the, both the video and the music for the Mississippi song. And Steve, I got to tell you, I've heard you sing for hours and years and when I heard your voice on that particular song, it moved me more than anything else did. 
there there was a soulfulness soulfulness in your voice that I had not heard before. Huh. Oh, and well, I've always no, I've always enjoyed your music. Always loved you from the instant we met. All of the above. But when I heard your voice that day, listening to that song, it, there was a difference. There, it, you have gone just in my own heart from someone who was hungry and churning and going and kicking and moving to someone who was like knowing yeah. and that it was, so, it was so different and i thought i don't know if i had can still get hold of him in any way so i just replied replied right yeah and i thought may never hear from him but here we go and i just left that <laughs> very quick message for you well all right now you gotta you gotta take me first of all this Let's dig back because I want to understand your past. I didn't know the the Shelley McDade and the Wonder Years and the Younger Years. Uh, you know what you were like as a kid. What was yeah. it like in your household, your folks? Obviously, there was a tremendous amount of faith that was probably underlying or overlying. <laughs> you know, but I, I want you to take me back to growing up and what were you interested in, and then take me through your college years during this segment. Oh my gosh! And we have all of that in two minutes, right? Yeah. Well, you got so, more, more time than that. Well, interestingly enough, and talk about coming home because I'm I grew up in Delaware, like northern Delaware, about 20 minutes south of Philly. And I'm back in Delaware now, but I'm sure we'll get to that um, in a bit. So normal, normal, you know, middle class neighborhood. My parents were, you know, parents, you get mad at them and all of that good kind of stuff. Mm. We were not overly religious in any way. We were it was a generation where you were kind of like made to go to church, you know, you had to sure. go to church. And uh, we grew up Methodist. And um, I also, interestingly enough, Steve, I love to sing. So yeah. I was always in choirs and things like that growing up. But honestly, it, it, when my sisters and I used to go to church on a Sunday morning, it, it, my parents who worked Tuesday through Saturday would send us off to church on our own and they'd stay home. You know, pretty sure that was like the only time of the week they had alone together. And my oldest sister would always drive us to church. And if we made it, that was a good thing. Sometimes we took the money that we were supposed to be putting in the basket and put it into the gas um, car. And we would literally go off driving into the hills, right? And then just mm. use up as much gas. And that was like our church money that we were supposed to be doing. <laughs> so I wasn't exactly, you know, the most, uh, you know, good good Christian at that point in time. But uh, we grew up in a normal kind of neighborhood, just going to school, public school. And um, I loved my friends. And, and to, to from the minute I, I just started to know who somebody was outside of myself, um, I was always surrounded by good friends. And they're still my best friends today, interestingly yeah. enough. Yeah. So it was just kind of a normal upbringing. And um, I was sort of that first generation where uh, girls were just sort of expected to go to college. And that was a new thing. Because um, prior to that, not all women went to college. Mm. Um, but I happened to be in that good generation that did and went to uh, Ashland College in Ohio, studied radio, television. Um, there was another college that I wanted to go to, but it was more expensive and we just didn't have the money for it. So I ended up in, um, in Ohio for um, radio, television, which was a lot of fun. And theater. Wow. I yeah. didn't know that. And theater. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And theater. Loved it. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. But after my first year, I, I, hey, look, like every other little girl in a lot of ways, I thought I was going to be an actress, right? Mm. I, I wanted to be on television and all that kind of cool stuff. Um, but after a year, I dropped out of theater, made radio television my um, 
uh, my primary studies, and then I had a, a minor in marketing, which was really kind of fascinating because that's where I ended up. I ended up in marketing. Yeah. You just didn't end up in, in marketing. You ended up <laughs> over the top of marketing. I mean, the company that you were working for at the time was arguably the biggest in America, right? I mean, it was well, huge. Not, right, not from the start, you know, at, at the very beginning. And I was married in my 20s, by the way. That wasn't on my resume. Right. Um, but I had married a guy out of college, and he was an anchor in television. And uh, I, had, I was having a really hard time finding work. Um, because we were in these tiny little markets and because he was working, they wouldn't hire me. And so what I found, um, was I just started, I started to look elsewhere. You know, if I wasn't going to be able to work in television, I did for about a year or two running cameras and stuff like that. But, um, I couldn't, I, I just wasn't going to be able to find work with him in the same market. So I literally walked into an advertising agency and I said, I'll give you six months of my time for free if you teach me everything you, you need, I need to know. And after six months, if you think you want to hire me, great. If not, I'll walk out with six months experience. And um, they said, yes. They said, yes. I ended up working for them for about a year and a half or two, then went off to another mar um, another agency. And in that second agency, just happened to start doing public relations, which is really, I think that's still what I do today is a lot of that. But um, I started working, doing these little tiny projects for McDonald's Corporation. Hmm. Um, so they were like my client. And I, it, I did well. You know, I just did well. And after about four years, um, they asked me if I would come inside the company. And I'm like, what? You know, it was like yeah. really wild. It was really wild. And I really had to think about it. And at that point, um, I was divorced. And so life was changing. And um, my agency years, I'd been there about three or four years at that time. And that was coming to an end. And I had, an, I had an opportunity in front of me that was different than anything else. And when McDonald's called and said, we'd like to hire you, hmm. but uh, you'd have to make a move. And I'm like, okay, where's the move? And at that point, I was living in California. And they said, Hawaii. I'm like, <laughs> what? You want me to move to Hawaii? And I'm like, okay. Like, and two of my dreams as a kid was I wanted to, to live in California because that's what you always saw on television and how cool it was in California. And I just always had a dream of Hawaii because my parents loved Hawaii. And there was some history there with my dad in the Navy. And here this company was offering to pick me up and move me over to Hawaii. And that's when things really started to, to jam for me. Wow. Um, I was still making hardly any money, but at the time I was overseeing um, marketing for the Pacific. So it was the, all the Hawaiian islands plus Guam and Saipan. You know, we're going to take a, a, a quick break. You're in the Mississippi Minute. Reverend Mother, I call her both Shelly McDade, an old friend, is with me. Visit Mississippi.org is where you need to check it out. I'm Steve Azar. Don't go
own business. Mind my own business? What's that supposed to mean? No, I was just thinking about all of the news of tax changes, insurance changes, regulations that are being passed down to business owners. I don't have the time to keep growing and to keep up with changing payroll regulations. I know. It seems like all I do is handle employee-related problems. You know, I hear PeopleEase can help. How can they help? PeopleEase can handle our payroll, taxes, employee benefits, and workers' compensation. They even offer an affordable and customizable 401k program and a 24-7 online human resources support center for all my HR needs. Think of all the time we'll save letting People Lease handle our payroll and benefits administration. I'll be busy growing my business and letting People Lease take care of the rest. Sounds like a good business plan with People Lease. Let People Lease mind your business so you can mind your own business. Call now, 601-987-3025. That's 601-987-3025. Or visit freepayrollquotes.com for your free quote. Hello, Mississippi. This is Dr. Gary Jones, CEO of Vantage Health Plan. Back in 1994, I started Vantage with a group of local doctors who believe that patient health, your health, is our top priority. That's why Vantage makes it easy for you to get the care you need with quality, affordable health insurance that puts you first. I know it's not what you usually expect from a health plan, but now you can. Visit VantageHealthPlan.com for more information. Vantage Health Plan, the freedom to live a healthy life. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service is your central Mississippi boating headquarters. RJ's offers top-of-the-line brands like Skeeter, War Eagle, G3, Express, and Bennington Pontoon Boats, all powered by Yamaha Outboards. RJ's Outboard, 1208 Old Fannin Road in Brandon, the dealership that's service-built. Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils. Hi, this is Thomas Trammell with Family Termite, and I have an important message for you. After this year's record-breaking snowstorm, termites will most likely be swarming in historical numbers in an effort to recolonize and replace parts of their colonies ravished by the extreme weather. Family Termite offers free termite initial inspections and competitive pricing. Call Family Termite today at 601-933-1014 and let us protect your home because we hate termites more than you do. Hi, I'm David Frederick, owner of Frederick Sales and Service in Brandon. For more than 27 years, we've been selling and servicing Exmark mowers here in central Mississippi. Whether you have a city lot, a country estate, or a large institutional property, Exmark has a mower to fit your needs. I invite you to come by and check out all of what Exmark and Fredericks has to offer. With special financing available, we have mowers in stock and ready for you. Fredericks Sales and Service, the choice in outdoor equipment, serving you since 1993. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Rolling down a Mississippi Minute, I've got Reverend Mother Shelley McDade. Shelley for you, my friend. Shelley, Shelley for me, but yeah. but but I love calling you Reverend. You've earned you have earned that collar. You're welcome. And uh, visit Mississippi is a, a place that you guys could just you go. Wow, you mean tell me Mississippi has that? Check it out. Trust me, and you're welcome. Anyway, all right. So we're back with Shelley McDade. When you're looking at your congregation, and it's it's not Christmas or Easter or a big event where people uh, they all come. Right. Um, and I'm definitely not pointing fingers at all. I'm always pointing at myself. I've got a lot to get better at. But do you view maybe that opportunity online as an opportunity to reach new people or people that hadn't been going and maybe they're going to start going now and under a roof? And what's mm -hmm. the importance of that to you? 
So, and you're pointing to a lot of things right now. I know, so, I know, I'm sorry. No, 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 that's okay. I mean, first of all, regarding the technology and all of that, and, and I've already admitted to you that I'm, a, I'm like not a techie at all, but we, it, it's interesting because we, after, after decades of, you know, kind of looking down on a lot of televangelists and stuff like that, all of a sudden we're all televangelists, all of us. And it's we're still in the middle of it. We're still in the middle of learning it. We're still in the middle of, of how do we navigate new church? Um, how do we do all those things? Because you had a period of time where there was no one in the pews. You literally were just preaching to a camera, right? Mm. That's, that's the very right. first thing that happened. And I was in New York City um, when COVID broke out, and that was frightening. And so you go from literally a Zoom conversation like you and I are doing right now, and then you begin to come back into church and it's like some people are in some people aren't in you learn how to do more outdoor services and all of a sudden it's this wide open range of possibilities as to how to reach people so on uh, today on any given sunday um on any given sunday today i probably have just as many people watching as I do that are in the pews. And these are big numbers because I'll have, uh, I have two churches, right? So I, I have anywhere from 250 or so people in, in person. Mm -hmm. And then I'll have, um, you know, split that out between the two churches. And then I'll have anywhere from 125 to 175 people watching online. Well, that's wonderful. And navigating that, uh, if you can imagine, Steve, um, you know, both when you're doing a concert as you would with a live audience, but you know, you're also on camera. You're filming for TV. It's a totally different it's deal. It's exactly the right. same thing. Yeah. And that's what we have to navigate as well as uh, really trying to, it gets you to stretch your creative muscles a lot more. Um, and, and so we do a lot of new and unique ways of gathering. Um, it's in, a bishop of mine when I was in Long Island, when I was in Brooklyn said, you got to stop thinking that church is on Sunday. Stop thinking that your main service is on Sunday. You can't mm -hmm. do it anymore. Part of that started years ago when the kids started playing soccer and baseball on Sunday mornings, right? You have kids, yeah. you know yeah. what the draw is for them on weekends, right? So that's when it, there was a huge migration um, away from Sunday morning services. And at the same time, my generation raised several generations of kids that that we didn't push them to go to church anymore. You know, like I was pushed, I, I was made to go to church. Um, and like you were, and some of us have anger about that. And some of us, it just sort of became a part of the fabric of our lives. Right. And for those who had anger about it, for all different kinds of reasons, um, they decided to raise their children up um, by not making them go to church, mm. right? And the problem with that was that they didn't give them another option. So they wanted them to choose for themselves. That was the big thing. Let's choose for ourselves. Um, but the problem with that is they didn't give them something to choose. If they, right. if they weren't going to church, whatever it was, you know, Jewish temple or uh, Muslim temple or Roman Catholic or Episcopalian or nothing, whatever it was, they didn't make them go anywhere. And so there's generations of kids have grown up um, not knowing God. And that's, it's, it's a fascinating, it's a study right now. They're actually called the nuns, N-O-N-E-S, um, because if you ask them the question, do you believe in God? They don't understand the question. It's not that they don't believe, and it's not that they don't 
are thinking about it, they don't even understand the actual question right. about God. And that's right. the fascinating thing that's going on. So I think it bring this back home to what you were asking, this opportunity that we have to reach people in new technological ways is, I think, going to be um, a real opening for us to speak to people who have never had the opportunity before to know that there's something greater than themselves in this world and that something greater loves them. You're, yeah. you're in big city, California, big cities, big shaking, big moving. At what point does the calling hit you upside the heart or does it, is it a trickling effect? I got to know what happened. You know, I, I honestly, for me personally, it was something that happened over time and it was something I fought quite frankly. Um, and I'm a big believer, by the way, that you don't have to be at church on Sunday morning to know God. Um, I, there's all kinds of ways to experience. And for me, you know, certainly I knew there was something else as a kid, you know, saying my prayers and stuff. But after my divorce, which was incredibly painful and this amazing opportunity to go to Hawaii, um, I was just attending church like any normal person at that time. We went on a interesting mission trip to uh I was living on Oahu, but uh, we went on a, a mission trip with the church to a beautiful island called Molokai. And on the backside of Molokai is this peninsula um, called Kalapapa, which is a leper colony. To this day, it's a leper colony. And wow. uh, yeah, it's all set up. You've got to take a look at it. Uh, it. It's all set up at some point. It's going to be a national park, um, but they, it can't become a national park until um, it has the very last person family member of leprosy dies or leaves you know one or the other so it's a few years away so we were just down there uh, working one day and i was looking over a cliffside that had an incredible amount of history to it and the history was that uh when leprosy broke out in in the islands and they had to get rid of it you know if you're on an island and something happens like covid or anything else you've got to isolate very fast because it'll it'll just go spread everywhere so quickly and so they used to gather up anybody with a mole even a little baby that was born with a rash they would isolate it immediately and then eventually ship them over to this peninsula where you were stuck and you couldn't get off this peninsula and the way that they would do it was they'd ship you over well Eventually, the peninsula, the Kalapapa itself became so overpopulated and they didn't have enough food or anything for people that they didn't want that the people who were living there and stuck there started fighting the ships as they were coming in and the ships couldn't dock. And so right. what the ships would do, they, they'd pick up these lepers and throw them into the water and these people would have to make a swim for it uh, to get to the shoreline. And as they were trying to get to the shoreline, the people on the shoreline were like pelting rocks at them. Wow, no to way. To keep them. Yeah, because it was a matter of life or death, you know, like who's going to survive. And so I'm standing there on this corner, on this cliffside, looking over this amazing holy ground. And when all of a sudden I felt, I felt something physically shift inside my soul. And I, I, it was palpable and I could feel, I know it as if, as if it was just right now happening. I can feel it. And I knew, I knew enough to know that it was God. I knew enough to know that something was changing. Um, but I was also very human. And uh, to be honest, I, I turned around. I hiked out of there because that was the way to get in and out was hiking up a cliff. And I hiked away from the experience. I knew it. I knew it was there. I knew it happened. But I walked away from it. And over a course of time, over years, it 
there was always something kind of poking me in the arm, you know, and for about six, eight years, something like that, it just kept coming back to me till finally, uh, at this point, I was in New York City working for, uh, you guessed it, you know, right? Facona right. Melding at that time. Um, right. This I've is been prior, in it. Yeah, this is prior <laughs> to me meeting you. Um, so I kind of knew where I was heading by the time I met you. So prior to that, um, and actually prior to just 9-11 as well. And I, I, something was being put in front of me spiritually. And you have to be open to this stuff, right? So something was being put in front of me spiritually. And I knew it was being put in front of me for the very last time. Didn't know what it was. I had no idea what was mm. being asked of me. But I knew it was being put in front of me for the very last time. And I had to make a decision to say yes or no. And um, I said and I literally said to God, give me a few days. Let me think about this. Oh, and oh, I did. I did. <laughs> and I prayed and I thought about it, not knowing what it was. And I came back and sat down and I had a conversation with God. And I said, you know what? I don't know what this is, but I'm in. You, you, you have to figure out how to let me know. Um, I, but I'm all in. Hey, I'm Steve Azar with Reverend Shelley McDade, Mother Shelley McDade, an old friend doing incredible things for her parishioners in faith, all things faith in Delaware. Don't forget, wonderful things are sitting right here upon you on this hallowed ground we call Mississippi. Go to visit Mississippi.org. I'm Steve Azar. We'll be right back. In my Folks, Steve Azar here, and my friends at Guarantee Bank are most certainly giving you reasons to celebrate. You made a great move when you opened your Guarantee Bank account. All you got to do now is let your fingers do the walking. From online banking, mobile banking, debit cards, mobile deposit, e-statements, Apple Pay, Samsung Pay, and Google Pay. It's all right there. And don't forget to refer friends and family to Guarantee Bank, and you'll both receive $50. Thanks for doing business with my friends at Guarantee Bank. Go to gbtonline.com to find out more. Guarantee Bank, member FDIC. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 60% chance of rain under mostly sunny conditions, high near 95. Tonight, a 50-50 shot of rain, low around 74. Your Saturday, a 20% chance of showers, sunny skies, high near 94. And for your Sunday, sunny conditions, high near 96. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply experts since 1871. Here's Dave Logan with Canon Nissan of Jackson. More and more people are shopping with Canon Nissan of Jackson. Why? Because we treat each and every customer with respect. You deserve the best, and we do our best to deliver every time. Nobody beats a Canon deal. Nobody. Good Things with Rebecca Turner is brought to you in part by TrustCare, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. TrustCare. Feel better, faster. People say things change, but in Mississippi, good things don't change. They change everything. Back when a blues musician picked up a guitar and struck a chord with the world, the Citizens Bank was making life better in Mississippi communities. Now we're in every corner of the state, changing banking to be more in yours with accessible lenders, more product choices, and always the latest in digital banking. 
After over a century, changing to local sounds better and better. Member FDIC. For all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services. Glass Networks, they're going to try and steer you to use their own glass shop. Well, you can tell your insurance you want to use Venable Glass, and there'll be no additional cost to them to get the highest quality glass. Venable Glass is locally owned and operated, and they do windshield replacement and rock repair right there in their shops, or they'll even come to you in the Tri-County area for free. That's right, free mobile service. At Venable Glass, they also do frameless and frame shower doors, mirrors cut to size and installed, picture frame glass, tables, desktops, inside insulated glass, plexiglass, commercial storefronts, and heavy equipment glass. Venable Glass. They'll come out and give you a free estimate. They want to work hard for your business. Venable Glass. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and on Saturday, 8 to noon. Hey, there's two locations, too, in Ridgeland at 660 Highway 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive South in Crossgates. Check them out on the web at VenableGlass.com. Remember, for all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services, 601-605-4443. ESISupply.net. It's not if you're going to have a spill at your business or workplace, it's when. ESISupply.net. Exorbent pads by the bundle or roll. ESISupply.net. Socknet boom products, oil gator, oil dry spill kits, and much more. ESISupply.net. Take it from Scary Gary. If it can spill, it's gonna. ESI Supply, 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910 or online at ESISupply.net. I'm Caleb Sailors, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. After receiving an executive appointment to the North American Wetlands Conservation Council, Alex Littlejohn, who also serves as the state director of the Nature Conservancy's Mississippi chapter, tells us how he expects to see incoming grants utilized in order to better Mississippi's wildlife and public land. We've got some um, need and management needs on, on the lands we already have. And we've got some restoration needs on the lands we already have across the state. So I think you'll see, you know, in, in my opinion, based on the way the statute's written, I think you'll see a real focus on really getting our public lands up to snuff and getting it to where you can increase the habitat so it can support the wildlife species out there yeah. across the state. In addition, the newly approved Mississippi Outdoor Stewardship Trust Fund has been appropriated $10 million by the state legislature for conservational projects. Grove Behavioral Health and Addiction Services in Hattiesburg is one of the nation's most comprehensive treatment campuses. Pine Grove provides the highest quality mental health care for children, adolescents, and adults. Pine Grove also features several specialty addiction treatment programs for men and women. Additionally, Pine Grove specializes in the treatment of licensed professionals. Please call 1-888-574-HOPE for more information and visit pinegrovetreatment.com. Here in Seaspire Country, the best network anywhere is all around you. It's up on our towers, where Blazing Fast 5G is turning your smartphone into a superphone. It's under your feet, where we lay gigabit fiber to make the internet faster than you've ever seen. It's powering your phones, feeds, tablets, TVs, and businesses. So now the best technology anywhere is right here. Welcome to Seaspire Country. It's just like the rest of the country, only a few steps ahead. 
Gardening is one of the most popular hobbies in America, with the average gardener spending five hours a week in the garden. In Mississippi, keeping a healthy, beautiful garden is practically an obsession. But if you have questions about gardening, there's no better person to answer them than the garden mama, Nellie Neal. So whether it's gardening basics or troubles for the more experienced gardeners out there, the garden mama has the answers for you. Saturday morning, starting at 8 on Super Talk Mississippi and Super Talk TV. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Steve Azar strolling down a Mississippi Minute with an old dear friend, now with a whole lot of friends, and her parishioners are grateful. Reverend Shelley McDade is my guest today uh, from corporate world America, just on fire on top of the world. One of the best. And what what you left, it just couldn't have been that easy. You know, Steve, it's interesting because from that point when I knew that that was happening till I actually called you that day and said, this is what's going on was years. You know, because up until this point, up until this point, I was just sort of navigating this stuff in my own heart, and my own head. And when when this happened and it came to this point where, you know, something was about to happen, I called on people that I knew I could count on and trust. And um, there were people in my life who could give me that guidance. And my one of my first calls was um, to a, a woman named Mrs. Quick who I used to sit on her piano bench in high mm-hmm. school uh, when I used to be in like high school musicals and stuff. Right. And I would always go over during a break and I'd sit next to her and she would sort of like lean into me and say, Jesus loves you, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. know, you know. <laughs> but here, 30 years later, here I am talking to her and yeah. saying, something's <laughs> up, you know, what is this? And she goes, well, here's what it is. And so she, she was someone who was critical to me that I knew that I could go to and trust and talk to. The other thing that happened was, um, and this is going to sound so funny now, but I, I felt like I needed to really study. Right. And this all happened while I, I did know you. Um, Mrs. Quick kind of said, you have to, you just have to start studying the Bible. I'm like, oh my God, I can't do that. You know, not that. And so she said, you got to, you just, you have to start studying. You have to get in a Bible group. But I couldn't do that because my life at that point in time, as you know, um, was on a plane every single week, um, yeah. flying to who knows where and dropping myself down into a meeting and meeting with a lot of really incredible people and not only having meetings, but you have to entertain them and, you know, go to dinner and cocktails and all of that. And you start at like six, seven in the morning and you don't get back to your hotel room until midnight. And where am I going to fit that in? Right. And so she, and that is a must in that lifestyle. Yeah. uh, Without a a doubt, without a doubt it is. And it's a good time. Hey, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not lying about anything. I had a good time. I had a great life, an incredible life. And so I had to find a way to make that work. And um, one of the things I called her back and I said, I can't, I can't do what you're asking me to do, but here's what I can do. If you will commit to me to um, study with me, not a group and anybody else, you know, nowhere. It's not like AA where you can drop yourself into Des Moines, Iowa and go to an AA meeting or go to a Bible study, right? You can't do that. So um, she and I agreed that every Monday night at 10 o'clock, we would call on the phone from wherever I was in the world, I would call her. And that prior week, I would have had to study, study and journal, read and journal, read and journal. And then I'd go over with her. So 
if it was 10 o'clock in New York City I and I was with a client, I had to excuse myself sometimes out of a bar. And I would go to a, Come oftentimes, on. no, I'm not kidding. <laughs> I have walked out of bars and flipped open my phone and called her and talked on the streets of New York outside of bars. Um, if I was in California, that was a three hour difference. And those were times, and this is a time of ExxonMobil and also Footcone and Belding. Um, and uh, interestingly enough, when I was with my um, my PepsiCo group, Taco Bell, KFC, and all of them, my my the people I work with, my boss, and all of my colleagues uh, around the country knew what I was doing. And at seven o'clock on Pens- you know in Pacific time, you're going from cocktails into dinner, and I would excuse myself. And no doubt, a client would would go to my boss and say, "Hey, where's Shelly?" And he'd say, well, she just had to make a call back to New York and make sure that the media plan is is the changes we decided today are going to go in. They they would literally lie for me. And then Love I would it. just. They those would. are good lies. And, those are those are acceptable lies. You're, you know, well, think about on. it. These are people. <laughs> these are people from corporate America who were supporting me to study scripture. Incredible. And I just love this. Yeah, we didn't know at that time. We had no idea at that time that it was going to be priesthood or anything. I didn't know it. And but they knew that it was important to me. And it's interesting when I was in ExxonMobil, and at that point I was going through a what's called formal discernment with the church. Um one of one of my um colleagues from the ExxonMobil side, John McCullough, uh, who worked for Stu McKay that you interviewed. Oh, I love it. Um well, I I had to have people who were writing letters for me to say, yes, this person would be a phenomenal person um, to go into the priesthood. And here's why. Well, confidentially, quietly, secretly, all of the above. He wrote one of the most beautiful letters for me to my bishop talking about why I would be really wonderful to go into the priesthood and serve. And so it was just so fascinating to me that corporation the people the beautiful wonderful amazing people within corporations um that we think are these terrible people because look exxon mobile people think is just this awful evil company right they think the same thing about mcdonald's corporation too and here these people from these places that get you know bad reps for different things were the very people who were supporting me to be raised up. I love that. The yeah, well, that's, that's not just, that's not yeah. just irony because yeah. uh, irony can be used in, I, I, I use my son's track always says I use that wrong, but so, I, <laughs> so forgive me everybody, but in Mississippi, I can do whatever I want on this show, <laughs> but you know what? Um, you have to sort of ignore the noise. Okay. Every, every company, every record label, every church, you know, yeah. you're going through scandals. You're going through, there are, there are bad people in every place that we walk where you think that everybody's supposed to be perfect, yes. it just doesn't exist. But man, there's a lot of good folks. Oh, and you, oh, you so just, many. there's so many. I love hearing you say that because there are. Yes. And, um, and those are the people that you try to gravitate toward yes. or you do your best. And sometimes you end up in the room with the devil. There ain't no yes, way around it. Right. You know, and you, and you sense who is this person and why do I not feel good about being in yeah. this room? You got to you know, follow that. You, yeah, you do. Well, that's it, tough sometimes grow, when you're growing up and you're trying to be successful. You feel like, well, I have to have them. But, you know, looking back at my career, I should have walked out the second I was in there, but I just wasn't brave enough. 
And I, and I thought I had to have them. That's the best yeah. way to explain it. Um, and, and it always let me down. Isn't it funny? It never, yeah. it never held me up. It never took me to, you know, it was always a grind, a fight, a battle. Right. Yes. No matter what you achieved, no matter what you were showing at some point, the horns would come up and they go, you know, why is this happening? Anyway, uh, it's interesting that you bring it up. Where are we as a society with women in the clergy? Well, it depends on it depends on the faith tradition you're in. Um, but I think we're certainly farther ahead than even when I started. Um, but it, it, there's still a lot of inequality. There, there really still is. I mean, certainly within the Roman Catholic tradition, you know, that's, we're a long way off. That's not going to happen sure. in, my, in, in our lifetime. That's not yeah. going to happen with women. Um, within the Episcopal Church, it's really only been since 1976. Um, I think the Methodist Church received women um you know, earlier than that. But it's one thing to allow women in. It's a whole other thing to really um, accept them, you know. Um, But I've never, in all of my, both my career and my vocation, I never really paid a lot of attention to that, interestingly enough. I had a very strong um, mother and father, um, but primarily mother who was just really out there ahead of her time. She ran her own business and stuff. So it never occurred to me, and I was very fortunate growing up in the 70s, um, where women were just charging, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it just didn't occur to me. In fact, I didn't really find anything oppressive until I got to seminary, interestingly enough. And all of a sudden, I started meeting all these people um, that were just so ready to fight. And I'm like, what are you fighting? You know, I hate to be that naive, you know, but I just always have looked at a situation and gone for it. And if it didn't happen, it didn't happen. And I just had a lot of strong people around me all the time. So right now, when you take a look about women in any faith tradition, it's still a big uphill climb for us all to make um but the way i approach it you know i'm my marching years are over you know i I just can't go down to dc or new york or philly anymore to march um so for me it's just a matter of taking a look at each day and the person i'm in front of and um certainly when i'm preaching and teaching just to be the best person i can um bringing my feet my womanhood into it when i entered into the priesthood i've only been a priest since 2010 um, just the clothing was still so male oriented, you know, you're, you're yeah. wearing these, you no, seriously, you're, you're wearing, right. <laughs> you're wearing these shirts, um, that are big and boxy, you know, and it's really funny. Cause like one of the, the type of shirt that I wear clergy shirt, Steve sees it, but I know that people don't, I wear it like has a little tab collar on it. Right. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people say, Oh, that's, that's a Roman Catholic collar. Why are you wearing that? Well, you know what? It was the only shirt I could find that had darts in it, quite frankly, <laughs> like it had the darts in it and yeah. it fit my body better. I don't, I, I, you know, now, and they, or they'd had these other, um, these other women's shirts for clergy shirts that would have like a little house on the prairie thing on your shoulders. That was like a little puffy thing, you know, I'm like, Oh my God, I'm not wearing this. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. You, well, you, you know? know, there's a time, you know how to market. So you, maybe you should yeah. find a, clo- <laughs> a clothing designer and well, just get to be done with it. Steve Azar in a Mississippi minute, go to visit Mississippi.org. So many glorious things that, does that sound a little Irish? Not really. I'm sorry guys. That scream Mississippi. <laughs> Come down to the Delta and see us.
At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. Are you a hard worker? Are you dependable? Do you have a good attitude? Do you want to be part of a team? If so, the Black Label Bridge Builders at Key Constructors offers lead men and women purpose-driven career opportunities with on-the-job and outside training, leadership development, and benefits. To learn more about what it takes to be a Black Label Bridge Builder, please visit Key's website at keyconstructors.com. Please also follow at Key Constructors on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to see regular updates on the Black Label Bridge Builders. Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at baroniestreepros.com. That's baroniestreepros.com. Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you and drive safe. Tune in this Saturday morning from 8 till 10 for Weekend Gardening, where Garden Mama Nellie Neal will tackle all your gardening questions. Weekend Gardening, brought to you in part by The Tractor Store, your local Mahindra dealer, The Tractor Store, Highway 49 South in Richland. The best made-to-order lunch is right around the corner at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events, but thanks to Two Men in a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need, a professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. How has Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation impacted your life over the last 100 years? Connecting the state through broadband service, protecting your private property, great insurance, member benefits saving your hard-earned income, and oh yes, our farms grow the cleanest and safest food in the world. Agriculture and so much more. We're what's best for all Mississippi. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. 100 years of faith, family, and Farm Bureau. Become a member today at msfb.org. Join Mississippi's handyman, Buddy Slowick, every Saturday from 10 till noon as he broadcasts live from the Mississippi Construction Education Foundation studio. Whether you're looking to learn a trade or expand your skills, contact MCEF today. Prime Shrimp is a proud sponsor of Tasty Tuesday on Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Go to primeshrimp.com to get pre-seasoned, easy-to-cook shrimp delivered straight to your door. 
Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Your dark hair draped across my pillow Says I finally got it right As I watch you dream and twist it in I'm Steve Azar, strolling down a Mississippi Minute. Go to visit Mississippi.org, make that your stroll. You won't regret it. So many things that you'll be so proud of that just scream Mississippi. And you know how I am about that. I've got Reverend Shelley McDade on with me today, an old friend from the cor- corporate world. Uh, in marketing, she was about as powerful as it gets and now her power is used to preach uh, the word and the gospel uh, to her parishioners in delaware where she is over two churches and it's so wonderful to have her back uh in my life what is your uh, sort of briefly uh, when you have to do a sermon right yeah um first of all i hope you keep it at about eight minutes no i'm just messing with you for for add people like me no i'm uh, seriously when you're looking at gospel and scripture of the week right that that you're preparing for and then you're looking at what's going on in the world are you sort of putting them together and making it sense for the folks absolutely you have to do your best with that and you know some of it comes over time um you know one of the hardest things this doesn't happen all of the time but you know one of the hardest things was a few weeks ago with the supreme court um uh, decision on abortion and stuff. Right. And you're you're right. speaking to people who are all in different places, right? Because mm-hmm. um, everybody has a different opinion. So you're really, what you're doing is you're walking with them through their lives in that day. Um, but yeah, I, I generally start somewhere um, early to midweek. And and I, I speak extemporaneously a lot. You know, I don't like to have a script in front of me very often. I like to get down there and like, amongst the people as best I can. Right. And um and but there's a lot of work that goes into being able to stand there and right. some of it you know my old corporate skill sets but a lot of it is speaking from the heart um being cognizant of what's going on in the world and not you know just kind of keeping yourself in a bubble um but knowing that the center of everything is going to be god okay the so. world uh, mississippi minutes only so long and it's killing me right now because <laughs> i'm just getting started with you well uh, i'm how a to, talker no, I love it. How can people get to to watch you on Sundays or Saturday or any day? So um, I'm the rector of All Saints Church in St. George's Chapel. And if you just go to that website in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware, um, they can you'll see like sermons. This is the beauty, right? Uh, yeah. Technology yeah. Yeah. Um, sermons from every single week are, are right there on video. Mm-hmm. You're going to start seeing me on there once a week. Uh-oh. I promise you. Well, mm-hmm. I love you. Mother Shelley McDade has been my guest today. Thanks for spending this a Mississippi fun. minute with me. You're the best. Go to visit Mississippi.org. Check it out. Report back. You're on Super Talk Mississippi. Thanks to my team there for having me aboard for almost five full years. It's been a blessing. I just love getting to catch up with old friends like Mother Shelley McDade uh, from the old days of my old tour bus with ExxonMobil all over it in my crazy mug. I'm Steve Azar. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them, where you can take your sweet time. Steve Azar here, and my friends at Guarantee Bank are most certainly giving you reasons to celebrate. You made a great move when you opened your Guarantee Bank account. All you got to do now is let your fingers do the walking. From online banking, mobile banking, debit cards, mobile deposit, e-statements, Apple Pay, Samsung Pay, and Google Pay, it's all right there. And don't forget to refer friends and family to Guarantee Bank 
and you'll both receive $50. Thanks for doing business with my friends at Guarantee Bank. Go to gbtonline.com to find out more. Guarantee Bank, member FDIC. Supertalk.fm. Supertalk.fm. Your one stop for all the news that matters in the Magnolia State. Supertalk.fm. Everything you need to know at your fingertips. Supertalk.fm. Whether you're a rebel, a bulldog, a golden eagle, or just a sports fan, Supertalk Mississippi has got a podcast for you. For you. Sports Talk Mississippi, The Rebel Report, Thunder and Lightning, The Super Talk Eagle Hour are all now available for you. And it's all free. Free. Get them all on demand at supertalk.fm and on your smartphone. Just search for Super Talk on iTunes, Google Play, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Fox on set. Artificial intelligence, or AI, is being used to help secure sites from sports arenas to churches and schools, scanning for weapons as people walk between standing panels, alerting security standing by. Here's Peter George, the CEO of Evolve. Think about walking directly right into a venue, into a school, into a building without breaking stride. Evolve has used the technology to scan roughly 300 million people across the country since the system went live in 2019, second only to the TSA. Bay State-based Liberty Defense has developed AI tech combined with 3D imaging, capable of hunting for non-metallic threats. Bill Frayne is the CEO. Whether that's a gun or a knife or plastic explosive that could do damage, or maybe even drugs, right, or liquids. The new Hexwave system will be tested this summer at a Hindu temple, a major university, and at the airport in Toronto. With Fox on Tech, Molly Line, Fox News. You know that nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. Are customers able to find you online? With the power of Supertalk Mississippi Media Digital, you can reach potential customers and get more referral and repeat business. Supertalk Mississippi Media Digital's highly trained and trusted staff is ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.